Coffee in Space is a podcast by S. Daniel Smith that puts the best in established and up-and-coming science fiction and fantasy writers in front of you, their readers. Dan's goal is to help you learn more about who they are as people, how they write, and how they live. Whether you're listening to this podcast at home, or in your car, or somewhere in between, Dan hopes to transport you to the crew lounge on an intergalactic spaceship where you can have a cup of your favourite coffee with science fiction and fantasy authors. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. This is Dan Smith, the host of the Coffee and Space podcast. I'm coming to you on video and audio today uh, because I want to try and offer another way to connect with you, the listener, and you, the science fiction and fantasy reader, and so I wanted to give you kind of an idea of this uh, podcast, what I do with the podcast. So for those watching the video, I'm not uh, as experienced with editing the video as I am with audio. So, so I hope that I can learn that uh, going forward into the future. I'd like to do video more often. And so I'm hoping that I will learn more over time uh, as I develop my, my talents for, uh, for doing podcasting. Uh, for those listening to audio, this is hopefully as good as any of the other audios I do. Uh, I hope that you get a good experience every time. For those who are watching me today, I do mostly use audio only. You can go to coffeeandspacepodcast.com to listen to the latest episode and to learn more about the podcast if you haven't been there before. I'm also coming today to talk about uh, my own writing and a project that I'm working on I haven't done a solo episode on my podcast in a long time, and so I thought it was a good opportunity for me to come back and talk about it to you, the listener, uh, and make sure that I have um, conveyed to you that that I'm not just a consumer of science fiction and fantasy. Uh, I'm, I'm to the point mostly science fiction, to be honest, but I am also um, a producer, and so many of you do know if you've been friends of mine for a while, or if, or even acquaintances, that I do also write. And so that's one of the other reasons I'm talking to you today. Uh, I want to talk about what I am writing and what I'm bringing to that writing. When I first got started in writing, I wrote nonfiction articles. My first published published piece, in fact, is a nonfiction. Uh, article that was published in a Pentecostal magazine about me uh, with a Baptist background, working with a young man. Uh, I was young as well. Uh, two two young dudes just uh, doing God's work. Uh, he was a Pentecostal and I was uh, Baptist and and how we, we made that work. And so that was my first published piece. That was back in 2000, early 2000. And so, uh, you know, on top of that is a Somewhere around 20, I, I forget what I'm up to right now, 20 published pieces since then, um, almost all of them in the nonfiction category of one way or another, either their reportage articles, their essays, um, or, uh, or some other form of nonfiction writing. And so uh, I have enjoyed that. I spent the last couple of years honing my abilities to write fiction. So working plot development, working characterization, trying to understand how to weave all that together. And part of that is because I've met so many great people uh, while doing the Coffee and Space podcast that it just became easy for me to want to develop my fiction writing better. And I am a better fiction writer. My home is still in nonfiction. And unfortunately, separate issue, I have not had uh, any real lasting success in fiction writing. 
And so while I do want to continue working on my fiction and getting better and getting it to where it is worth publication, I also recognize that nonfiction is where I am already uh, developed enough to garner interest from an editor, from an agent, from a publisher. So that is the backdrop to this idea, this, uh, this writing, but it's going to all come back full circle. And that's kind of why I'm excited to talk about it. So I don't have a title a, f- a final title for this yet. It's a, a kind of a working title is fascination with the end, uh, a deep dive into our attitudes towards apocalyptic fiction and what that means about us. So that's kind of my working title. Uh, I'll link to um, a blog post I wrote about it uh, in the show notes for this and and on YouTube, uh, down in the notes for YouTube as well. They kind of explain a little bit more, but there are a couple of uh, immediate takeaways that I want to share with you about it. First of all, it is research on fiction dealing with the apocalypse. So we talk about robot uprisings and AI overlords. I talk about... um, pestilence and disease to a degree, because I think COVID has actually shown us that it's awful hard to create an apocalypse on a global scale from a pandemic, believe it or not. Um, While uh, many people might disagree with me on that, I think uh, going all the way back to episode one of my podcast uh, in April of 2020, almost two years now, where I talk about how difficult it is for uh, for any disease to get to the level of apocalyptic um, is very difficult. And I think even with all these uh, variants, even with the the really the the large number of deaths that have occurred, and I'm not trying to take anything away from any of that. I am only stating, as far as apocalyptic fiction is concerned, disease and pestilence is very hard to get there. And so, uh, but I do deal with it in this book. Uh, So we got robot uprisings. There's a little bit about diseases and pestilence. I do touch on religious writings, although uh, my own faith will play a role in how I handle that. I uh, I don't believe all of my apocalyptic uh, religion uh, writings are fiction. So I need to be upfront with uh, you and upfront with the uh, listeners. So there's that. We'll talk about nuclear war fiction, which is kind of what I grew up on. Uh, and will it will inform a, a good amount of what I do in my research. And then we're going to deal with climate fiction, which is a definite subset. There's plenty of contemporary climate fiction or fiction that uh, kind of harkens to climate change and the, and the climate uh, modifications that are happening around us. Uh, and so some of it doesn't actually fall under science fiction. Some of it goes way off into dystopian uh, and even fantastical elements. Uh, but it all gets included into the uh, the research I'm doing because climate fiction, uh, in, in particular as it relates to science fiction, definitely informs what current writing styles are related to the apocalypse and to uh, dystopian type writing. So there's going to the, the book kind of starts with the handover between nuclear fiction, which I grew up on and which was prevalent from the 1950s until uh, early 2000s, uh, even late 90s, really. And then the, uh, the climate fiction, which kind of took off in the late 90s, early 2000s, and then is it's still really the, the main driver of apocalypse. And then the other ideas, religious systems, uh, robot uprisings, uh, and some of these others, disease and pestilence, and then combinations of all of them 
uh, what we talked about, Alien Invasion too, by the way, I love Alien Invasion. Um, so that's kind of the backdrop. That will be the foundational work of my research. And that is the foundational work of my research. But the other side of that, not just understanding that we do love apocalyptic fiction, but also understanding the why. And so to that end, I'm engaging writers uh, with graduate degrees who understand this from a, an educational perspective. Um, and I'm in, engaging psychologists. I've had a great talk with a cyber psychologist from Norfolk State University about it. It's not his necessarily his field of research, but he's been very gracious to talk about it. Um, and then I will continue engaging different psychologists, sociologists, and um, MFA program directors and uh, master's level program, graduate level program directors uh, to kind of learn more about why it happens from writers' perspectives what they see the readers coming to as far as attitudes are concerned in order to understand the why. So the, the title being the, you know, fascinated with the end, our attitudes towards the apocalypse. So that's understanding why we feel that way, why we enjoy it and what that means about us. So that'll be the kind of extrapolation event. So in my research so far, one of the things that I've already noticed and I had a great talk about this with, uh, with Una McCormack, who has written several science fiction, uh, or sorry, uh, Star Trek novels, particularly the one that begins the Star Trek Picard series. And, and I'll, I'll publish this uh, later. Uh, her episode comes up uh, early February. Um, that there are a couple of attitudes that come out when dealing with apocalypse. They tend to be denial or action. And then I'm going to add a third one now, which I will call overcorrection. So denial, action, and overcorrection. And so inside the fiction, we have those attitudes coming out. And I'll, I'll give the example of Star Trek Picard, The Last Best Hope, where Picard is tasked by the Federation to go save as many people from the Romulan homeworld as he can, because the Romulan homeworld is about to be swallowed up by the star. And, uh, and so he represents the proactive, the action, uh, the Federation at the beginning of the book, at least represents action uh, and, and proactive response. The Romulans, however, the Romulan high command represents the Romulan empire represents denial. Uh, they want people to, stop talking about it. They don't want the Federation's help. Um, they tell their people that it's not as big of a deal as the, it really is. And so there's a lot of denial going on in there. And those are the two primary motivators in, um, in apocalyptic fiction. And so uh, I want to explore those as far as it relates to the fiction that we read. And then I'm going to add, and I, I don't have concrete examples yet. It may not end up being part of the research um, or, or part of the, the foundational research if, if I don't find enough examples of overcorrection. But I think I already know of one um, about overreaction and overcorrection to climate change that results in an ice age. Um, and, uh, and so I, I think there's, there's examples of it in fiction. I just need to do you know, more of this research because that's what I'm doing right now. But it, it goes back to, you know, in our characters that we read in fiction, we often find ourselves. And so as we deal with 
the denial, the the action and overaction, overcorrection in the writing that we read, in the science fiction that we consume, I think we see our own attitudes coming out. And so that's the what that says about us. So that's really the writing project. I'm going to talk about the apocalypse. I'm going to give examples of the different apocalyptic writing that we consume and have consumed since really the the middle of the last century. But uh, even going back a little bit further, I'll be able to give some examples, um, particularly in religious systems throughout history. So we'll, we'll lay that foundation and then we'll talk about why we enjoy it, what we see in that fiction and Uh, what that means about us. And so I'm excited about this research project. It is definitely nonfiction, but you're definitely going to learn a lot about the fiction in this category. And so there'll be plenty opportunities for you to find a book that you want to read or an author that you want to follow. And and so there'll be a ton of things about that, uh, little sidebars in the storyline, the book. Uh, And and I hope to write it with a very engaging style. Uh, I don't want this to read as an academic uh, tome. I want this to read as a conversational and as us understanding this together. So that's my hope. The other thing that I will leave you with is that I hope I will be able to find enough uh, examples of hope in this fiction. Um, It is not enough just to have the world end if there's no hope for what comes afterwards. And I think that's really key. It's definitely key to my own life, my own spirit. I want to think that there is something better after the end. And because I think that, and because I want to continue thinking that, I am going to look for examples of that in writing. I'll give you an example. In a couple of days after this release, the release of this video, in a couple of days, I'm going to have Julie Carrick Dalton on the show to talk about her novel, Waiting for the Night Song. The book is climate fiction. It is contemporary for the most part, although it deals with concepts that will be long lasting. But one of the things that Julie told me on the podcast episode, I really hope you'll go get it, is that she wants to have hope and she wants to enjoy writing that has hope after the apocalypse, or even during the apocalypse. And so that's what I also want to convey. I want to convey hope, the idea of hope and the reality of hope. And so again, with this engaging style that I intend to write from, not a, not a scholarly academic uh, a subset of the, uh, the writing process, I want to deal with conversation. I want to be engaging and I want to deal in hope. And so that's what I hope you will uh, will understand both in the podcast episodes and particularly uh, the uh, periodic uh, videos that I have. I want you to see my sense of hope in that. So I look forward to investigating this together. Look, if you have enjoyed a particularly uh, interesting apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic or dystopian fiction uh, novel or short story, particularly short stories, actually, I want to know about them. Please write me at comments at coffeeinspacepodcast.com. That's comments at coffeeinspacepodcast.com. Um, I, or go to coffeeinspacepodcast.com and click on um, connect. And, uh, and, and let me know what I should be researching. I, I would love your help. I would also love your help in understanding our attitudes towards this fiction. If you 
uh, whether you have a degree in this or whether you're a psychologist or sociologist or not, it doesn't matter. I want to know why you enjoy this apocalyptic, this post-apocalyptic and, uh, and dystopian type of writing, particularly if it happens to follow along the lines of something that I've already discussed. So please feel free to reach out to me. Those of you who are already connected to me on social media, feel free to use that. If you don't want me to use your name or any quotes, that's fine. It still will inform my writing and my research. Um, and so that's really, that's really what my game plan here. And I'd love to hear uh, from you about it. And I can't wait to talk to you again on the next episode of Coffee in Space as we delve into the subject of science fiction and fantasy from a lot of different perspectives over a cup of coffee in space. Mm -hmm.